what's up folks what's going on welcome to a free writing session episode number 118 of the spun today podcast i'm your host tony ortiz thank you very much for listening in this episode i share my december 2018 writing stats a writing tip that i picked up along the way i share a spun today questionnaire submitted by fellow writer miss writer yl gorman I tell you about what I've been reading, and finally, read and reflect on some of my free writing, which is located at, you guessed it, spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. But first, just a quick word on how you can help support the Spun Today podcast. If you're new to the podcast and would like to support, a cool way to do so is to sign up to my newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter called the Midday Monday Boost Letter. I send it out every Monday at noon, and it contains five things. A featured photograph of the week, podcast of the week, video of the week, quote of the week, and word of the week. If you're interested, it's completely free, and you can sign up at spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe. Today's writing tip comes from an article written by James Clear. Aside from agreeing with a lot of the points of the article, I think it's fitting to these free writing session episodes that I share with you guys and thought you might find it useful as well. As always, I will link to the article in the episode notes, so check it out. The article is titled, The Surprising Benefits of Journaling One Sentence Every Day. Now, that may sound like a facetious title, But I assure you, it is not. I know, at least for me, I benefit from incremental changes that I can measure over time and build upon. Even if you start with something really small. For writing in general, for example, it's good to have a schedule. It's great to uh, try to hold yourself to uh, writing uh, routines and, and rituals and pretty much whatever... It is that gets you to do what it is that you want to do. Whether it's writing or any other hobby or interest that you have or work that you actually need to do. But as I well know, and as I'm sure a lot of you do as well, no matter how many things we put in place, sometimes you just can't get to it. You just can't get yourself to write. You just can't muster up the drive the gumption, the motivation, or what have you, to actually write, even if it's one sentence a day. You know, sometimes you go long stretches. You go a week, two weeks without writing or doing that thing that it is that you want to be doing. So definitely do not poo-poo the idea just based off of the title. If it's something that sounds like one sentence, what the hell am I going to do with one sentence? There are benefits to it which I'll get into some. And above all else, I think, at least uh, for me and for my uh, personal experience, it's a tool like any other that you can use to snowball into writing a paragraph and then into writing a page, etc. You know, you build, build momentum, but start with something manageable. All right, so there's a bunch of different points or... He lists out uh, benefits of journaling, even if it's one sentence a day. 
and I'm going to read you a couple. And then he has like excerpts or not excerpts. He has uh, like paragraphs under underneath each point where he elaborates on them. So I recommend you guys go and read the full article and its full context like I usually do. These are just some gems and takeaways that resonated with me and that I'm going to share with you. By the way, I'm getting over uh, a bit of a cold, so apologies in advance for the way that I sound and um, trying to pause the record every time I have to like cough or clear my throat and shit like that. But apologies for any of those that sneak through as well. So the first point that I liked was journaling provides the opportunity to learn new lessons from old experiences. And beneath that, he writes, reading your old journal entries is a bit like reading a great book for a second time. You pick up on new sentences and see the past in a different way. Only this time, you are rereading the story of your life. And that's one of the things that I found fitting to what I do here with these uh, free writing session episodes where I go back and read some of my free writing, whether it's from a month ago or you know three or four years ago. And just many times it's the first time that I'm rereading that particular passage since I wrote it. And it very much so is interesting to me to see where my head was at at that particular point in time. And just to compare and contrast, you know, how I've grown, how I haven't grown, or how much my views on a particular topic may have changed and evolved. So there's one benefit to picking up a journaling habit. Uh, The next one is journaling sharpens your memory. And he wrote, my journal provided the who, what, how, when, and why with a specificity that memory might have blurred. But it also did something more. It offered me a frank and unvarnished portrait of myself at 26 that I couldn't have found anywhere else. Time will change your face without you noticing, but it will also change your thoughts without you realizing it. Our beliefs shift slowly as we gain experience, and journal entries have the ability to freeze your thoughts in time. In particular, what stood out to me from this benefit is the fact of being able to read a frank and unvarnished portrait of yourself from yourself. As he said, the journaling provided a who, what, how, when, and why with the specificity that memory might have blurred, which is true, right? I mean, think about, you know, memory from two months ago, let alone 15 years ago. Memories are shaky. It also stood out to me in that I like and actually recently realized somebody brought it to my attention um, when we were uh, talking about books that we've read and stuff like that. And they were like, so you like memoirs? And I was like, like I I stopped for a second and I was like, I guess I do. Because, for example, I'm reading now, which I'll I'll mention uh, later, Angie Martinez's uh, memoir. And... Um, I've read Stephen King's On Writing, which is a uh, quote, memoir on the craft. 
excellent, excellent read, especially if you're into writing. And um, what else? Uh, Charlemagne's Charlemagne the God's first book, Black Privilege, which I've spoken about in the past, and have found myself often thinking, like while I'm reading those books, like, damn, how do they remember like all these stories? And how are they able to like retell them like so vividly? And although we can't really know somebody else's process uh, when it comes to something like that, like for sure. But I know for me personally in the future, if I would want to uh, write a memoir or, uh, you know, stories based on my life or something like that, there are a couple things I would go back to, which is my free writing, which is a form of journaling and uh, this podcast, which has always been, like I've said from the beginning, a, one of the underlying purposes of the podcast is to chronicle my career from a struggling writer to a, and actually I wouldn't even say struggling writer. It would probably make more sense to say someone who's into writing and trying to figure it out to becoming a dot, dot, dot. I don't know, but the future will tell time will tell but anyway you guys are along with me on the ride right and um so in that way journaling is definitely beneficial uh two last points um that stood out to me from this post and my writing tip for this episode are journaling motivates you to make the most of each day the thought process behind that is you know if you know that you're going to be writing one sentence for the day or one entry for the day, it kind of motivates you to make sure that you have a productive day so you have some positive shit to actually speak about. And the last point is that journaling provides proof of your progress. This point also resonated with me in that how I share my writing stats, for example, with you guys as a way to keep myself honest and I record the that's how I record my progress in terms of writing. So it's not specifically journaling, but it's uh, a form of recording progress. And I can definitely see how journaling in and of itself can be. All right. So like I said, check out the full article for some more insight into the benefits of journaling, as well as uh, there's a few uh, handful of writing prompts in there to get you started there's a few uh, tips on how to make journaling a habit an actual habit that you can uh, keep and sustain etc 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 again it's linked in the episode notes but the name of the article if you just want to google it is the surprising benefits of journaling one sentence every day and it's by james clear c-l-e-a-r Next up are my December writing stats. I rounded off the year of December 2018, and I wrote 25 out of the 31 days of the month. That's an 80.6% success, quote-unquote, rate. So I'll pat myself on the back. Finished off uh, fairly strong for the year. And I am making great progress on my debut novel, which I promised you guys will be out and is still on track to be out in Q1 2019. 
the working title is Fractal, which I've told you guys before. And I don't know why I keep calling it a working title, as if I'm going to have some sort of epiphany right before publishing, where I'm going to just change the title of the book. I think it's safe to say that that will be the title of the book. And once it's released, obviously you guys will be the first to know. And I'm sure I'll do a, I'll record an episode dedicated to the book and just the uh, life cycle of that specific process. So stay tuned. Next up is what I've been reading. And that is, I told you guys last rewriting session episode that I was like in the middle of Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. And I mentioned that uh, he's a Canadian clinical psychologist and a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. He does lean a little on the religious side, which I'm not saying is a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Just pointing it out because it is obvious. But he purports using religious stories and myths because they are mechanisms for delivering deeper moral truths. And he thinks that they are good vehicles for doing just that. I think he's a great thinker. I've listened to tons of debates um, of his and just talks in general, a bunch of podcasts, He's a great modern thinker and deeply thoughtful with what he does. His book is a bit of a dense read, uh, but definitely uh, readable, definitely followable. Are either one of those words readable is, right? Followable, not too sure. And towards the end, there's a quote or... Just uh, something he says, something he finishes a chapter with, a line that just in and of itself really, really hits home. And just I just had like a visceral connection to it. And I'll share that with you guys right after. I tell you what the 12 rules are. And again, the title of the book is 12 Rules for Life. And there's a bunch of different things in there and I'm just going to read you guys what the 12 rules are according to Jordan Peterson to give you an idea of what the book's about number one is stand up straight with your shoulders back number two treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping that's an important chapter I think we uh, those of us those of you that are more on the selfless, like giving side, you know, don't lose sight of yourself either. You can't help others unless you help yourself and you should treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. Number three, befriend people who want the best for you. Number four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That's another good one. You know, don't focus on comparing yourself to others Don't focus solely on who you want to be. Focus on who you were yesterday and give yourself a contrast of 
what you're doing in the moment to better yourself versus who you were yesterday. And like we were speaking about earlier, journaling one sentence a day at least helps there or just journaling in general, you know, read about something from three weeks ago and see how you of today compares to then. Number five, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. There's some uh, pretty salient uh, parenting advice throughout the book and that uh, rule number five, which is, I, I believe the rules coincide to like chapters. Um, so that chapter or whatever, that section that goes over this is, is a good one. He speaks about things like helicopter parents that, you know, the kids uh, cry and they give them everything that they want. And then they, they wind up resenting their kids. And that's uh, just an indication that you're allowing them to do something that makes you dislike them. And other people are going to feel the same way. Like they, you're reinforcing a behavior that to someone else, to like a friend or, or a boyfriend, a girlfriend in the future, they are a brat with, or they are spoiled and, or to a, an employer in the future. They're the employee that complains about having to work 15 minutes of overtime or to a customer in the future if they are some sort of entrepreneur or something like that, become the, you know, asshole that doesn't take care of their customer. You know, you're like reinforcing those types of traits at a young age that snowball into socially consequential things in in their adult life. Number six, set your house in order before you criticize the world. So basically, don't throw stones in a glass house. You know, have your shit together before you start pointing the finger and looking for holes in other people's game and just bitching and complaining about anyone else before you yourself have your shit in order. Number seven, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Eight, tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Nine, assume whoever you're listening to knows something you don't. That's another good one. I've always been of the mindset that anybody can teach you something, regardless of who they are, regardless of who you are. And if you're willing to listen or pay attention, you'd be doing yourself a favor. Because when you least expect it, somebody will drop some shit on you. And blow your mind. Number 10. Be precise in your speech. That's a good one. For me. I should re-listen to that. I'm definitely not precise in my speech. I often find myself being either misinterpreted or literally having the opposite of what I intend be the understanding of a of a conversation for example much more precise in writing number 11 do not bother children while they are skateboarding i really like this one this one is pretty much the like the theory behind you know let your kids fall and break their arm uh, type of thing you know don't be a helicopter parent you don't want to coddle them 
100%. You don't want to obviously let your kid drown or something like that. But you also do not want to baby them to the point that they're not prepared to go into the world when realizing that it's not completely nerfed like their childhood and upbringing was. And number 12, pet a cat when you encounter one in the street. I personally don't recommend that one. Now, the last thing that I'll say about Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life, which I will link to in the episode notes. The last thing is what I said I had such a visceral connection to, which is, and I quote, aim to be the person in your father's funeral that everyone in their grief and misery can rely on. I'll say it again one more time because I think that's so good, so deep, so meaningful. Aim to be the person in your father's funeral that everyone in their grief and misery can rely on. Like to me, that encompasses so much. That encompasses being selfless enough to not be caught up caught up in your own grief in a time of loss such as the death of a loved one and to be present and compassionate enough so that others that are going through their grief and misery can rely on you and whether that be just for companionship or or being a shoulder to lean on to cry on someone to speak to someone to take care of the logistics of you know events like that like funerals and everything that you know goes along with the death it's also about having the strength to be able to step up to the plate and be that person it's about honoring the person that has passed and being strong and being a pillar and not letting their passing completely crumble the lives of their loved ones as well as yours it's also about the way it's phrased specifically uh coming of age of stepping up to the plate after the loss of your father or loved one there's just so much in there in that one phrase that instantly just resonated so yeah it was a a pretty dope read and i recommend it again the book is called 12 rules for life subtitled an antidote to chaos and it's by jordan b peterson and again i link to it in the episode notes check it out what i'm currently reading now which i'll give i guess a more elaborate uh feedback on in the future once i'm finished with it like I normally do, but just to give you guys a heads up of what I'm reading now, is Angie Martinez, her memoir, which is titled My Voice. And so far, I am almost midway through, and it's such a dope read. A lot of hip-hop stories. Those of you that don't know Angie Martinez here in New York is, and not just in New York, I mean, she's like nationally syndicated, but she's widely regarded as like, the voice of hip-hop, the queen of hip-hop radio. And her memoir tells her story, like memoirs do. And 
I love to see, you know, I'm into how the sausages made stories, you know, the, the grind, the come up. And this is chock full of those types of stories. Like her always being into hip hop and sneaking out of her house and going to like house parties and stuff like that. When hip hop first started coming on the scene and, uh, living in the in the heights uptown and then living in the bronx and cutting school and playing hooky and smoking weed with her friends getting into trouble that way but always having this constant in her life of hip-hop this passion and then jumping to you know her first starting to get some money and she moved to Farso queens to building that that I'm familiar with called the pinnacle and she was just so like disorganized and all over the place that she wound up getting evicted from there because she like came from not much and just didn't know how to just organize her shit just like grow up and you know organize your shit and pay bills and stuff like that and she got evicted twice actually she was only been a story also and just like a, a lot of uh like hip-hop stories that I hadn't heard before of uh you know new york artists like biggie and q-tip and jay-z nas tupac tupac flying her out to to la during the biggie and and tupac you know east coast west coast beef and giving angie like an, an exclusive interview as a rep of the like the east coast and it's like a, a really really dope read i'm really enjoying it but that's what I am reading now, and I will tell you guys more about it once I finish. Next up is the five-question Spun Today questionnaire response submitted by fellow writer Yvette Gorman, a.k.a. Miss Writer, a.k.a. Y.L. Gorman. You can follow her on Twitter at The Improviser, which is also linked to in the episode notes. All right, let's get into it. For those of you that don't know, the Spun Today questionnaire is a five-question, open-ended question for fellow writers or creatives of any sort that are interested in sharing some of their feedback and having them shared here like this on the Spun Today podcast. It is open to each and every one of you folks. And if you're a bit on the shy side, you can also choose to remain anonymous. But we're all friends here, right? If you want to check out the questions, you can find them at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. All right, let's read Yvette's responses. Question number one. Relating to your craft, do you remember the first thing you ever wrote or created? If so, what was it? And Yvette responded, I remember in secondary school, high school, I wrote a horror story called The Disappearance. I was obsessed with horror stories, and I just had an idea, and I went with it. I was writing part of it in my English class when my classmates asked what I was doing and asked to read it. They loved it. It was a real head-swelling experience. That's pretty cool to have that type of experience. Either you're a natural, really good writer, 
and or you had some really cool non-douchey classmates. Either way, it's definitely encouraging to have support like that, especially when you're being vulnerable and putting yourself out there with something so like intimate, something that's so like a part of you, like it's something that came from you. And having it be accepted is is just a dope thing. And the fact that they loved it, even better. I remember in high school having a English teacher, uh, shout out to Miss Gitlitz, that used to assign these uh, things called lit logs. Lit is short for literature. And it was, you know, like, just like short passages based on something that we were like reading in class and, or just like writing exercises. And she would always encourage me and always tell me how, how much she looked forward to reading mine. And I don't know if she told everybody in the class that or not, but <laughs> I definitely felt special. And that was uh, definitely encouraging. And she would like write back like these long paragraphs of feedback not just like with technical things that i got wrong or like corrections you know misspellings and stuff like that but just like commentary on my writing and uh you know stories of her own that my writing made her think about and triggered thoughts in her and it's like it's an encouraging thing when again you share something and it's accepted in a positive way all right. Question number two. What inspires you to write or create? And Yvette responded, I started writing to basically escape reality. I create a new world. One where I wasn't unwell. One where I didn't suffer pain. And I often did escape. I get inspiration from the strangest places. I couldn't say for sure what actually inspires me. But I write mostly from experiences. First off, I'm sorry to hear that you were unwell and hope you're doing better. And if that's not in actuality and you are still feeling unwell and I don't want to pry or anything, but I hope that the suffering at least subsides and you are able to continue to find inspiration in the strangest places. And take yourself away from those bad feelings. And I definitely co-sign on the inspiration coming from uh, experiences. That's a big thing, right? You know, living life and experiencing life to be able to take in and recreate through your creativity. Your interpretation of different experiences. We're all a microcosm of life, as seen from our vantage point. Question three. What is a hobby that you have that is unrelated to your craft? And Yvette responded, I used to do a lot of photography. I mainly photographed models. I loved it. I don't do much of it anymore because I have a progressive condition which has worsened over the years. Another hobby I did but don't get to do anymore is scuba diving. 
I am a licensed underwater photographer. Sadly, I don't do either. So my main everything is writing. Well, I guess that there uh, clarifies my question from earlier regarding the progressive condition. And uh, very sorry to hear that it's worsened over the years. I have some exposure personally to uh, progressive conditions with my wife having MS, but it hasn't been, thankfully, anything that has debilitated her from doing something that she's passionate about. So, you know, although it is limiting in certain ways, it hasn't been to that extent. So I can just imagine how, how rough it is. And although you're not able to do the uh, scuba diving, which honestly sounds scary as shit to me. <laughs> I did snorkeling once and it was pretty cool, but I can't imagine like scuba diving and going like deeper than, you know, a foot or two below the surface. It's just fucking scary. <laughs> but if you're into it, you're into it, right? And I'm sure things uh, look amazing down there. And being a licensed underwater photographer must be must be cool. I'm into photography as well, but it's mainly like landscape photography. And, you know, I'm like the guy at a party with the camera, you know, trying to get active live images of of people. So I don't have like the, I guess, like the same taste, I guess, for photography, you can say. In terms of like uh, photographing models. But still I totally get that. So yeah. Although you aren't able to do those things anymore. I'm super happy that you still. Are able to write. And. How you say that your main everything is writing. I think that statement in and of itself. Comes full circle in that. Like to me writing is everything. Writing is life. Writing is communication. Writing is books obviously writing is movies writing is tv shows writing is communication writing is love writing is expression writing is everything writing is coordination writing is politics writing is health writing is truth writing is lies writing is sharing so it's definitely dope that you have that Question four, how do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to? And Yvette responded, this is a hard one for me. When I'm not motivated, sometimes I can go weeks without writing. What has helped me recently is I started reading a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I'm going to jot that one down and check it out. Thank you for that recommendation where she recommends doing a journal called The Morning Pages. Oh, shit. That's so fitting with the writing tip that we went over earlier. I really feel that this helps me get motivated. It opens my creative pathway for the rest of the day by writing away all thoughts in the morning. That's so cool. I'm sure you heard the writing tip at the head of the episode Yvette, but if you didn't because you found my voice annoying or boring and you just skipped ahead to this part, uh, go back and listen or just check out the episode notes and there's some 
there's an interesting article by uh, James Clear uh, regarding uh, justice uh, journaling and different types of it that you might like and find helpful. And I'm going to return the favor with a book recommendation called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which is my favorite book and the book that pretty much got me into, got the ball rolling for me in terms of of writing. And I read it multiple times and each time you get something else from it, but it's all about uh, resistance being this actual force that stops you from writing and in your case for example can keep you weeks without writing it's a force called resistance that is actively doing that and it gives you like tips and advice on how to overcome that and actually do your work and again it's called the war of art by stephen pressfield which i will also link to in the episode notes and lastly question number five do you have any advice for other writers or creators whether they're new seasoned or otherwise and you've responded you are always learning so accept all advice and tips from anybody because you will never know when it will help you and i couldn't agree more with that don't believe that success will come and find you you really have to go and work really hard for it. Definitely with you there. Writing is tough. Really tough. And those days where you want to burn everything you've written or give up on writing because you're, quote, not good enough, end quote. Remember, we all get these days. We are all the same in that way. And you are good enough. Writing is hard for everyone. Absolutely. Yvette, thanks again for taking the time to filling out the Spun Today questionnaire. I will be emailing you a direct download link for my book, Make Way For You, Tips for Getting Out of Your Own Way, free of charge, of course, for taking the time to partake in the Spun Today questionnaire. You can use the link to download a copy of my book in any format that you'd like, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, a PDF, whatever works best for you. And obviously, feel free to rate and review it if you enjoy it. Again, folks, if you want to thank Yvette for sharing with the Spun Today community, feel free to reach out on Twitter which I linked to in the episode notes. She is the improviser at the improviser. And once again, she is Miss Writer, aka YL Gorman, aka Yvette Gorman. Thank you. And last but not least, folks, now it is time to share some of my free writing which is located on the brand new revamped Spun Today website, specifically at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. I'm going to be sharing two posts with you guys today. One of them is titled, I have a gut feeling 
and it was posted on January 22nd, 2019. And the other is titled, It's All About the Moments. And that one was posted on January 21st, 2019. I have a gut feeling. Let me tell you what I know. I know that the answers are inside of us. I don't know how I know. Or even what I know. But I know they're there. All of them. The answerable. And the unanswerable. Everything there ever was is or will be necessary to know. I don't know how to access it all at will. That path is probably different for each of us, but it's worth the journey. I feel it. I'm sure of it. It's as gut and absolute as it gets. Don't take it on faith because you may stray. Take it as fact and follow through with tact. Be cautious and kind in your journey into you. And share all that was worth finding. We'll elevate each other this way and leave behind a better place to be. Be. And I wrote that on Friday, November 20th, 2015 at 8.56 a.m. So I did a little more of my wannabe Dr. Seuss rhyming stuff that is a common thread through some of my free writing um, with that line that says, take take it as fact and follow through with tact. It's kind of corny. Um, I did like that uh, second to last line that says, be cautious and kind in your journey into you. And share all that was worth finding. Be cautious and kind in your journey into you. So, I'm a fan of self-reflection. Obviously, through free writing, that's a big part of what free writing is. Self-reflection. Meditation. Thoughtfulness. Being thoughtful about yourself. So, that line plays into that type of outlook which is being cautious and kind in your journey into you so as you're going deep into yourself as you're contemplating things about yourself be cautious and kind you know don't berate yourself don't beat yourself up too much don't praise yourself be cautious and kind to yourself and once you figure things out, these answers that I'm claiming are there within all of us, share what you think is worth sharing. Other people can benefit from it. And I can't say for sure that I completely, or rather I can't completely co-sign with the idea of all answers being inside of each of us, etc., I do feel now that maybe certain things are either unknowable or outside of us. But that's not to say that some of the answers aren't within us. And getting to know ourselves at a deep level helps us 
in understanding others and understanding ultimately the world and existence. I do definitely believe that there is a oneness between ourselves and existence and the universe. There is something that ties us together. But I don't believe that we're able or capable, even now, of experiencing all of what the unanswerable and unknowable is. But when the time comes, I reckon we will. Alright, the next post is, it's all about the moments. And I wrote, the moments are what count. The moments are what count. They're the only things that do. Submerge yourself and drown in the moment. Let go. Don't resist. Let it happen. Make your contribution and let yourself happen to it. Live your life feeling the synergy of your experiences. How they ebb and flow and intertwine where you never knew they would where you never knew they could and come to the realization that that's exactly how they should. Don't miss it just because you're in it. Be in it for the sake of not missing it. Each and every moment will only end when you feel finished and when it does too. The moment will reciprocate the allowance of coexistence, but it won't tolerate hesitation if you're in out wouldn't be an option if you're out in will always remain that once upon a time dream that fantasy that should have could have regretful feeling in the distance and too far away to consider reaching for next time you find yourself on the brink of a moment don't hesitate and let it sweep you off your feet. You know as well as anyone that you'll regret it if you don't. And I wrote that on Monday, September 28th, 2015, at 2.33 p.m. IST, that's India Standard Time. So I wrote that while in India. So I see a couple good takeaways from this post, starting with the title, it's all about the moments. I still agree with that. I wouldn't say they're the only thing that count anymore, but I definitely see the thought process behind thinking that at the time, because technically it could break anything and everything down to its independent moments. So I guess it does kind of make sense if you're being uber technical. Submerge yourself and drown in the moment. I think that's a fairly good, healthy approach. Once you have essentials like, you know, like food, shelter, safety, out of the way. Let go, don't don't resist, let it happen. I can see that going, going wrong at times. So I wouldn't wholeheartedly co-sign that. I do really like towards the end of... That first uh, paragraph where I wrote, don't miss it just because you're in it. Be in it for the sake of not missing it. 
So I think it's, we are busy as human beings and have responsibilities and can very much so while being in the process of submerging and you know drowning in the moment like i suggested earlier on in that paragraph you're very susceptible to just missing out in the experience objectively because you're so lost in the minutiae of it and i don't think that's good because you don't get a full appreciation for it i think but on the flip side you shouldn't let that deter you from being involved because then if you're not involved you miss it altogether anyway so definitely be in it for the sake (coughs) (coughs) for the sake of not missing it but try to keep yourself cognizant of the moment that you're in so that you can appreciate it objectively kind of did my dr seuss thing again in this one not as egregiously though (coughs) where i say where you never know it could and come to the realization that that's exactly where it should and would and blah 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 uh the last takeaway positive takeaway that i get from this is the last couple of lines where I write, next time you find yourself on the brink of a moment, don't hesitate and let it sweep you off your feet. You know as well as anyone that you'll regret it if you don't. And that's just for all the times that you don't carpe diem, seize the day, and do something or say something that you wanted to do or say, and then kick yourself over it after the fact. So... That's something it could still co-sign. Uh, but that's pretty much all I got, guys. And gals, I hope you enjoyed episode 118 of the Spun Today podcast. Stick around for a bit and listen to some tunes in the background. And then to some ways that you can help support the podcast. I appreciate the fuck out of all of you. And thanks for listening. Till next time. I said where I would stop me before I even started When I get to one brick, then the game I would depart with Got to one brick, then I look to the skylight Sorry, got a lava, give me one more try Got to two bricks, new cars, new whips But niggas never learn till they end up in the news clip The irony of selling drugs is sort of like using it Guess it's two sides to what substance abuse is Can't stop, won't stop, addicted to this new shit Brand new convertibles, I'm so ruthless Front row fight night, see how big my tube is Fuck HD, nigga, see how clear my view is But there's a price for overdoing it, doing it This big will put you on the map Stick up kids, it's out some tax Plus the FBI boys with the cameras in the back Damn I know I shouldn't have did that I know it's gonna come right back I know it's gonna destroy everything I made It's probably gonna get you boys sent the way but this game I play ain't no way to fix it. It's inevitable. Now you're falling when you should have fell back. Now you're falling right into their lap. Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear. The Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. 
In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes, and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab so if any of that sounds of interest to you check it out check out the subscribe page at spuntrade.com forward slash subscribe drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one for any writers or creatives out there i have a questionnaire it's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out it's located at spuntrade.com forward slash questionnaire And what it is, is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating? What inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now, you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to. You have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Day podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to spontaneity.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page. And there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well if you want to make a one-time paypal donation feel free to do so there's a paypal donation button on there as well within that same tab you'll also find a link to the spun today viral style store now the viral style store is a store where you can get spun today merch whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that i personally designed and spoiler alert i'm no I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, <laughs> but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a playoff of Snoop, Dre and Nate Dogs. smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. 
You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis if you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool, and it there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Sponsored Podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be $2 a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So if you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate three dollars per episode, you are a second tier supporter, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes up to four tiers and each tier gets different things like uh, tier one gets a free sponsored bookmark and a shout out on the podcast. Tier three gets uh, gets those two things from tier one, as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on, on my website or available to anyone else, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out if you will. And uh, visit my Patreon page at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash spun today. Another great, amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps, please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends or family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the Random Rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation. And you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, 
in ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Sponsor Day listener, I can also send you a free copy. Right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books, drop in your email address at the bottom of the page, and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.